And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right, and welcome everyone to the Jeanette Biro podcast. I'm Jeanette Biro, and with me today, I have a fabulous guest, Crystal Schofield. She is a photographer, a traveler, a mom, uh, and more specifically, a medical mom. Um, she's got two beautiful daughters, and one of them has a rare disease. And the reason why we're talking today about this specifically is because it's about her journey through navigating some really tough spots, some challenging uh, moments of unknowns dealing with a daughter with uh, rare disease and how she has found conscious choice has been a huge piece to her finding her way through it. So welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Great to have you here. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about uh, your daughter's rare disease? So we have an understanding of kind of what you're working with. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll tell you a little bit about sort of my journey as a rare, rare mama. Um, so uh, my daughter was born a few months early um, and uh, and then diagnosed, um, clinically diagnosed with uh, Vactrel, which is an acronym. Um, it is not known how this happens. I always get asked that question. Did you know? We did not know. Um, and uh, among a couple other things. So it, it's just like, um, you know, shifted our journey in the sense that all of my expectations, you know, my, my first daughter uh, uh, was fairly easy relatively um, in terms of, you know, sort of adjusting to parenthood and um, any sort of health things. Um, you know, we never gave her Tylenol. <laughs> it was like, and then we had almost a polar opposite experience. Um, and so it, it it was a lot about, you know, like letting go and, uh, you know, spending a lot of time in hospital and really entering into like a whole new community of, of people and, uh, and, um, process to living and to being, Mm -hmm. to being, you know, to parenthood, I guess. Yeah. And I would imagine that brought like a lot of, uh, opportunities where you had to really consciously ask yourself, like, how are we doing this as a family and how are we navigating this next thing or a pandemic or yeah right like just dealing differently yeah absolutely yeah it we had to step into ourselves like in a big way Mm -hmm. um we be we became collectors of information and you know we were really careful about who we asked for opinions from (laughs) and making sure those were people we trusted because in the rare disease world it's it's really all in discovery um and parents tend to know their kids the best so as much as you're um you know seeking professional medical advice um you're also having to listen to yourself because no one's giving you a clear answer ever (laughs) ever Mm -hmm. so it we had to develop our own process really to to figuring out um which direction to go and 
which choices to make. So what is um, Vactrels? Is there, uh, I know there's many parts to it, but are you able to explain a little bit about how it works or or what it is? Yeah, for sure. So it's an acronym. Um, it is uh, it is not genetic, as far as we know. Um, there's no sort of understanding as to where why um, this happens, um, and it basically, you know, uh, the acronym stands for things that to do are to do with the midline of the body. Um, so parts of you know the midline of the body are not formed correctly, and if you have three or more of those sort of acronyms like vertebral anomalies, um, you know, uh, you know, radial, so like things going on with your limbs. Um, if you have three or more of those, then you're diagnosed with Vactoral. So mm-hmm. that's sort of it. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so with her, what are some of the things that you're having to um, continually adjust with now, like, what are some of the things that you've really had to do differently than, uh, or things that people wouldn't really realize is different about your life now? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the biggest, the biggest part of that has been that my journey as a mother is far different than I had ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my role as a caregiver extended far beyond, you know, to the extent, you know, there's sort of like we take this year of maternity leave and we're really um, connected with our kids. Obviously, we are always caregivers, but the extent of caregiving shifted. And then as well, having the pandemic on top of it, she's immunocompromised, which is one of her other uh, things. And so it just sort of, um, you know, I think I just had to let go of my expectations of what my journey and my life was going to look like for a long period of time. I mean, it's been five years and I'm still, now it's starting to fall into place, but Mm -hmm. um, that's been the biggest one. And and for my husband as well. And we've all just learned to kind of um, trust ourselves and what our family needs because it is, it is different. And we had to create sort of boundaries and expectations um, and communicate what we need to people with, within our world. So coming into our home, like you need to know, you need to know certain things um, so that, so there's just like a different level of awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really, because of it being a rare disease, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't have like a template to follow of what it was going to be like, or what it would look like for you and your family, right? Like you guys have been on a journey of discovering as it goes and you continue to of like, what do we need to do for this situation? How do we need to handle the pandemic in our family? How does that differ from other people and other families, right? Like it's a constant journey of conscious choice. Yeah, completely. Yeah. From, I mean, from the very beginning, um, we realized, and even before she was born, like I realized how much, you know, even the medical world doesn't fully didn't fully understand what was going on like there there were conversations happening in front of me that were you know like they were discovering things right in front of me and I was like I'm here (laughs) and I'm I'm sort of like listening to this um you know process of them figuring it out when I'm I'm thinking like I should be relying on you know I, I I'm looking for that that acknowledgement of information and um, so right from the very beginning, I, we've realized that it's really like it's about us learning mm-hmm. and then it's about us listening, like listening to ourselves mm-hmm. um, and, you know, making a lot of sort of big decisions 
uh, along the way. So, um, but having to listen and really like outweigh, you know, what is the best, what's the best mm-hmm. choice in this mm-hmm. experience in our journey? What's going to be the best for us and our, our daughters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I want to kind of go into, um, you know, through your journey, you've had to confront several juncture points, if you will, of having to make some tough decisions, some big decisions or having wild card things happen um, for either your family specifically or world events pertaining to your family, right? Like how it impacts your family. And we were talking a little bit before about um, the very human reaction of getting angry, like being angry, angry at certain situations, angry at certain things. And, And I love one of the things that you mentioned to me, which was like, you know, sometimes gratitude just doesn't work to get me out of my anger. I can't just be like, well, I'm grateful for this. Yeah. I sometimes need to be angry for a bit. Yeah. And I loved that you brought that up because I think that speaks so much to the human side of our journey. We can't ignore the anger. We can't never get angry. We can feel it, but then consciously choose. And so how have you kind of, what have you done to move yourself through those situations? Yeah, that's um, a really great question. And I don't have, you know, I have like, yeah, a, an answer that's of what's worked for me. And I think um, everyone needs to kind of figure out what works for them in this process. But one of the things, you know, when I'm like, when whenever things going sideways in your life, for you to stop and, and um, you know, just show appreciation for it. It's like, for me, that did not feel authentic to, mm-hmm. to my emotions in the time um, and not always. And, um, you know, there were times when uh, the the challenging experience, we just come out of it. And so it felt more relative to be able to look back and say, wow, I'm just really grateful we're all healthy and we're at home right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for my bed, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and find that. But when you're in it, um I think it's it's hard to you know see that like to actually see that light and that mm-hmm. that um, gratitude and so there's sort of like a storm in front of you in front of me anyways and I found that different things like acknowledging that my anger just simply stopping and mm-hmm. acknowledging the way I was feeling whether it's anger frustration resentment any of those big like you know, nasty emotions that we all don't Mm -hmm. want to feel and realizing also now that like, those aren't bad emotions to feel and they're telling us something. Mm -hmm. That's something that took me a while. And uh, maybe it's the way like society is constructed. Maybe it's how I learned as a child, but anger felt like a bad thing um, for me. And so, you know, now I've learned to stop when I feel that and to actually like feel it and listen Mm -hmm. to it and hear what it's telling me mm-hmm. and then be kind to myself, you know, in that process. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, moving is really important. So like I have a lot of dance parties by myself. <laughs> I really like to sing. Um, or like sometimes it's just going for like a really hard run yeah. or like a bike ride or just like physically moving my body Mm-hmm. without overthinking it how especially when I'm really feeling in the crux of it has been really helpful mm-hmm. um and then listening to like what my inner child needs you know like mm-hmm. hey, I actually just really want to take a warm bath right now <laughs> 
or I really need to crawl into bed with like some hot pads. Heat has felt really good. So just like letting yourself rest and sleep and um, small little bits of pleasure, you know, experience mm-hmm. small little bits of pleasure, however that works for you. That that has helped me to kind of come through the muck to be able to get to a place where I can acknowledge gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, those are great points. Really great points. Cause I think sometimes, and I know I've been guilty of this too, like we're so hard on ourselves in a tough situation. We think we should be able to handle it. We shouldn't be angry. We should yada, yada. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't give ourselves what we need in those moments. I love that you brought up the inner child because sometimes it is that like, sometimes it is exercising it out, getting rid of the anger, but sometimes it's that inner child that is like pleading for comfort. And so when we have a moment when we can actually stop and ask ourselves, like, what do I need to feel comforted here? And especially I think as moms, we're so used to taking care of others, right? Like make sure everyone else is okay. And then we'll just deal with ourselves when we have time and there isn't time. There's never time you have to make time, right? Yeah. And so I think to be able to ask in those moments, what do I need now for comfort? for nourishment, for whatever. And following that, even if it's something small, like you said, like heat pads or just being warm, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm really cold. What I could do right now and what I have time for is to put on two sweatshirts and my baggy sweatpants, right? Like, I think that's a, I really like that you mentioned that because I think too, for a lot of people, we either busy ourselves through challenging situations. We just stay busy right? Or we work, we stay working, we're too busy to think and feel the emotion. Um, or for many, and I know I've done this in the past too, is spiritually bypassing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I understand the situation and I know what's going on. I realize this, so there shouldn't be an issue. And then we kind of negate our own emotions or feelings in it, right? But like you said, we still have to feel. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and I think like, Part of that too is, um, so feeling and expressing is another Mm -hmm. thing. Like, how are you expressing your emotions? And, and obviously anger can be expressed in ways that aren't healthy, but like one, for me, um, you know, when we were in times of, of like, you know, survival, let's call them survival periods, um, for me, it was like just not even thinking too much about the fact that I needed to, you know, sit down and write in my journal. And maybe all I could get out were two sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's all I had the energy for in that moment. But but it was just taking that space to let something out. When we were in the hospital um, initially, uh, I started to take pictures. And so I took a picture every day of something that happened just so that I could process so processing and remembering so that, you know, now years later, I look back and I had like, I took these pictures and I put, brought, went home and I put them on the wall and I had this massive mural in our living room. There was a photo a day of every experience we had over three months. And, and now I, you know, I didn't quite understand at the time why I was doing that. Um, I'm also, I'm a photographer and storyteller. So, so it kind of, you know, it's all uh, following my, you know, journey is all, all mm-hmm. kind of come to a place where it makes sense. But um, I think that's one thing when people, you know, when we're going through these really difficult experiences, finding a way to express them, you know, in whatever that looks like and be creative with that. And that can be like cooking a meal. <laughs> that can mm-hmm. be, you know, that can be anything that doesn't have to be 
you know, mean that you're an artist or drawing or it, it's just, um, you know, an output, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be spiritual either, right? Yeah. Like as much as I obviously talk about spiritual things and awakening and all this, part of the awakening is recognizing conscious choice. Right. Like what do you consciously want to do in this situation because of, or what can you do? Like you said, if it's one sentence of a journaling thing, great. Mm -hmm. If it's one picture a day and you're not quite sure why, but you're consciously choosing to do, then that's the thing in that moment. Right. And I think that those actions and recognizing our emotions help us then to tap in deeper naturally to our intuition. Yes. Right. Which then feeds back into the whole idea of spiritual, if you will, yeah. Um, but I think the more we honor self and align with self, even in moments of crisis of what is needed, like if it's two sweatshirts and baggy sweatpants, then that's mm-hmm. what it is. But by listening to that, we then tune into, or we make space, I think, for more of that intuitive sense. And I would imagine, like you kind of mentioned, you have then really opened your own intuitive sense and intuitive awareness, mm-hmm. having had to confront so many opportunities of conscious choice. Yeah. 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 Um, I've hit a lot of sort of barriers where I've been like, okay, I'm ready to get back into life, you know? And I'm like, I go and I, things are lined up and things are happening and then boom, something happens, whether it's like a thing that's happening to everyone in the universe or, or like, um, job loss, for example, like I've lost my job several times trying to get back into my career after being, um, you know, having being a medical becoming a medical mom like this is a real this is a real thing and um and it's like man I thought I had it it's that thing again right back to when I was 34 and I was like I got it lined up I have this all figured Mm -hmm. out (laughs) the plan is there and then it over and over again and so I I've just learned that stopping when that happens to stop and to like give yourself space to process and and just step back and look at what's going on and then and then really sort of see patterns in what what's happening in your life and just to start to reframe those patterns like uh you know this bad thing happened in my life and this bad thing happened in this but then what has it taught me and where am I going next and so that's that I think you know and learning to listen to yourself like for sure you know in that has totally brought me to a new place and I feel really grateful (laughs) super grateful for where I'm at now and the people that I've connected with and and um you know the the community that I am am able to be a part of because of these bad you know challenging however you want to um label them these these things that have happened in life so that is I think so important to be able to step back and just give it space and not rush onto the next thing and just like reframe it, you know, mm-hmm. where, where can I, what am I learning here and where can I go with this? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to say too, I was just thinking of it that, um, your photography has even been such a reflection of your journey too, because your photography now yeah. with you been having been on your journey, I mean, you were always, you've always been an, an amazing artist, photographer, all of this stuff, but since your journey, um, since having children, and more specifically with what diving into rare disease and the Rare Disease Foundation has done for you, is now you like focus your photography on storytelling. 
right? Like, so when you do your photography now, you're not just looking for like nice poses or nice family shots, but you target your storytelling on the essence of moments and moments within families. I know you've done a lot for the Rare Disease Foundation, um, telling people's stories, but it's neat to see as an observer how your journey has brought you to embody more of who you are, even through your work, because yeah. of everything you've experienced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, it started with the the photos in the NICU, you yeah. know, documenting my own journey and then realizing the power in that, realizing the power of having an image to look back on, because um, I think when we're going through traumatic experience, we often are are not processing it in the moment. We're just experiencing it. And so for me, that was really helpful in looking back and going, oh, yeah, like that is that was like a day <laughs> that actually happened. Um, and I've processed those photos in a couple different ways in stories like visual, you know, just how can I how can I distill this down to like 10 images that tell that story of that long period of time or um, creating um, a digital story. So like more of a short film with a, with an actual written story that goes with it. And every time I do that, it it helps me experience it in a different way and and also reframe it in a different way. And um, so now yeah, the work I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing that for others. And that's in like daily life, you know, like, hey, you're parents and this is your life at this time. And this is what it looks like. And that's amazing and beautiful. And I want people to see that, the the chaos and the commotion and the connection and the love that happens, like all of it. <laughs> so, so I do that for families. And then I, and then, um, yeah, I've been doing some work with the Rare Disease Foundation, which is really feels really good to be helping the community of people that I've connected with tell stories and share their experience, but also be able to, through that reframe, reframe what they, you know, where they're at (laughs) to be able to see the growth that they've had through story is really powerful. I think that's amazing. And you know, what's so cool too, is um, my guides are chatting right now and they're like, see, this is how this new kind of, consciousness if if you will or the awakening on the planet right now is really to reawaken people to the sharing of stories I talk about it a lot I talk about how we all have a story to to tell and we can all gain something from that sharing of it and so it's so neat to see like my mode of sharing is always through speaking right but yours is so much through photography and now the digital stuff Um, but it's how so many people are awakening in these different ways to raise consciousness by sharing stories in different modalities and that this is really where the world is going. But the key piece is it is sharing of stories through wisdom gained and experience, yes. right? Like this is where this, this push of consciousness coming up is coming from. It's through wisdom and wisdom can't be gained just by reading. It has to be experienced, right. Yeah. Or shared. And so I just find that so fascinating, right? Like how you're doing this, through your journey like had you not had the journey you had you may very well not be in this point you may still be trying to do that 34 year old trajectory of like maybe more professional based um stock photography and maybe that's not true because you are very artistic and you would have expanded anyways but it wouldn't have been here no like I I wouldn't have found here if I hadn't made conscious choice along my journey because I 
looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, I made a, I made a choice, you know, uh, three years ago to go to a conference where I met this person, you know, I met a beautiful photographer friend of mine, Christy Wolf, and she is also a medical mom and, and her and I, you know, we connected and then she introduced me to, um, someone who does digital, like Mike Lang, who does digital storytelling. And so I've learned from him and I'm like that I would never have found these people if I had just you know, not chosen to go out and connect and follow that path. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I think that's been the beautiful part of the journey is, uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of difficult moments. It's been, there's been a lot of difficult moments, but I see that, you know, they've led us, you know, led our family to a place that feels really, really good. You know, we mm-hmm. feel we're like connected as a unit. <laughs> I feel good about, you know, the experiences that my kids are having and the values they're learning. And, um, and I feel good about what I'm contributing to now, which I don't think it's not a job that you would find, you know, on, on like a listing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's really, uh, I think listening to yourself and finding a path that you're meant to be on. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's perfect. Yeah. So I think we'll leave it there. I, I'm so grateful for you <clears throat> sharing your journey and your story yeah. with us. And uh, I really hope that it inspires people to, you know, feel the emotions and feel the situations and then consciously choose out of it because you'd be amazed at where those conscious choices can lead you as Crystal, you've talked about today um, from some of the deepest, darkest points in your journey to a place of such light where you can then give <clears throat> give back from your experience it's quite a beautiful alignment yeah yeah sure. awesome so uh really quickly if people want to connect with you for your photography where can they find you yeah um so uh crystalscofield.com is my website um maybe we can put it in a link yeah, i'll put it yeah. in there yeah Felt differently yeah. um or at crystalscofieldphoto on instagram and facebook okay awesome i will put those in the link below and uh thank you so much for being on the show yeah thanks for welcoming me yeah awesome okay and thank you everyone for listening and joining uh if you guys want to deep dive into pardon the frog in my throat if you want to deep dive into more consciousness do check out avalonspirit.com as well as the avalon spirit facebook group And uh, I will be back again next week with more. So you guys have a beautiful week and I will see you later.